Hello, and welcome to another hour or so of Hot Pipes with me, Steve Ashley. Today, with a tribute to the music of Bert Bacharach, who died on February the 8th in Los Angeles, aged 94. His song credits, mostly with lyricist Hal David, add up to over 300, with some 200 hit recordings spanning from 1957 to 2010. Bacharach's compositions were mostly very light and airy, for which electronics are particularly well suited, so today I've chosen tracks which reflect that wherever appropriate. One of Bacharach and David's first hits was in 1957. Perry Como took Magic Moments to number one in the UK, while in the US it was the B-side of Catch a Falling Star climbing to number four. Rarely recorded on organ, this is Gene Martin and the ex-Palace Cinema Tottenham 26 Wurlitzer in Rye College, East Sussex, England. hit in 1957 was The Story of My Life, which charted for Marty Robbins in the US, with Michael Holliday's British cover going to number one in the UK in 1958. I've extracted this short arrangement by Phil Kelsall from a medley that he recorded on the Tower Wurlitzer for a 1988 Conifer release, Unforgettable Hits of the 50s.
another track on the Tower Wurlitzer. Make It Easy on Yourself from Nigel Ogden's very comprehensive Bacharach and David Songbook CD, released in 2004, which, as far as I can see, is the only organ release on pipes or electronics dedicated to the duo's music. The song dated from 1962 and was originally recorded by the Isley Brothers as Are You Lonely?, but not released for almost 40 years. The Walker Brothers had the best success with the song, charting at number one in the UK in 1965. Dion Warwick's track was released in 1970. The following year, 1963, saw at least four successes for Bacharach and David, and in no particular order, here's the first, 24 Hours from Tulsa, again from Nigel Ogden's songbook release. And for those too young to remember, and sadly I'm not... Gene Pitney's single charted on both sides of the Atlantic. My strongest memories of anyone who had a heart are of the single by Cilla Black, which sold over 900,000 copies, but it was also successful for Dionne Warwick, for whom it was her first top ten single. The song has some rapidly changing time signatures, and it was only when Miss Warwick pointed out the changes to Bacharach that he realised what he'd written. Apparently they were unintentional and just happened that way. This arrangement is by Arnold Loxham and was part of a 1964 BBC broadcast from the 416 Wurlitzer in the Government State Kilburn, London, with apologies for the reduced fidelity.
Wives and Lovers was written to promote the 1963 film of the same name, but it didn't actually feature in the movie. Its most notable recording was by Jack Jones, who received a Grammy Award for Best Vocal Performance, but other versions included those by Andy Williams, Victor Moan and Dion Warwick that same year. Ashley Miller's taping for HMR Productions on the 316 Moller in the Trenton War Memorial Auditorium dates from 1977.
Ralph Wolf and the 422 Wurlitzer in Old Town Music Hall, El Segundo, with Close to You, or more correctly, They Long to Be Close to You, which was originally released as a B-side by Richard Chamberlain in 1963. The Carpenters' single in 1970 became their first number one after Herb Alpert, their producer, declined a request from Backrack to record the song. A House Is Not A Home was written in 1964 for the Robert Taylor and Shelley Winters film of the same name and charted very modestly for Brooke Benton and Dionne Warwick, but it achieved its greatest success in 1981 with the release by Luther Vandross. My preference, however, would be for this arrangement by John Lauter, privately recorded on the 323 Wurlitzer in Stiles Automotive Museum, Chesterfield, Michigan. On to a third and final track from Nigel Ogden's Bacharach and David Songbook CD and the 1965 hit Trains and Boats and Planes, which could have been the result of Bert's new jet-setting life, spending much of his time in Europe working, living with his new wife Angie Dickinson, conducting concerts with Marlena Dietrich and recording in England. Notable recordings of the time include those by Anita Harris and Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas.
that same year of 1965, the film What's New Pussycat graced the cinema screens. It had an all-star cast, including Woody Allen, Ursula Andress and Peter Sellers, to name but three. The theme music was basically an instrumental composed for Sellers' crazy character. Hal David then added intentionally outrageous lyrics for Tom Jones, which perfectly suited his developing stage persona. And presto, another hit was born. Now, Leon Berry brings out the best of the crazy with his cheeky arrangement on his 2-7 residence Wurlitzer. Thank you. 
The Look of Love from the 1967 Bond spoof film Casino Royale was copyrighted two years earlier, reflecting the time it takes from production to release. Dusty Springfield's single enjoyed its first modest hit in the USA, but it was more successful for Sergio Mendes and Brazil 66. Oddly, the Springfield single was never released in the UK. That was British electronic artist Steve Hubble playing a Yamaha Genos on a 2019 CD release. What the World Needs Now is Love is another light Bacharach song from 1965 that I think tends to be best interpreted on electronics. It was first offered to Dionne Warwick, who turned it down, but when Bacharach reluctantly played it to Jackie DeShannon, she immediately loved it and took it into the charts on both sides of the Atlantic. From a 1970 LP, reissued on a Bell 2 CD set in 2001, this is Klaus Wunderlich playing Hammond. Title music from the 1966 British comedy drama Alfie, starring Michael Caine as a young womanising cockney, didn't appear until the closing credits. In England, it was sung by co-star Millicent Martin, and in the US by Dionne Warwick. But, as so often happened, top credits went to another British singer, Cilla Black, with Bacharach playing the piano. It then charted at number nine in the UK. Mark Laughlin's recording on the three nine wallets in Towin, Wales, soulfully captures the wistful theme.
1967, Bacharach and David had success with a couple of up-tempo songs, both of which charted again for Dionne Warwick, who had originally been signed as a demo artist in the early 60s to present the duo's songs. Do you know the way to San Jose encapsulates the story of the hopefuls coming to Los Angeles to become a star, but having to give up their dream and return home? Dion didn't want to record it at first, but changed her mind about the song when it brought in serious profits. It also won a Grammy Award. American keyboard artist Dave Fredericks and a 1969 track on a Gulbranson pacemaker 2104. A rather odd name for a plug-in. Apparently he was a Gulbranson performer at the time. Johnny Kem is another artist who hasn't appeared on Hot Pipes before. He made some LPs on electronics for concert recordings that I know of, all on various models of Lowry's. I Say a Little Prayer featured the not-so-snappily named H25R-2 a two-manual theatre model paired with Leslie multi-rank tone cabinets. Thank you. 
1968 stage musical Promises Promises featured 15 Bacharach and David songs with just two surviving outside of the show, the title music and the better known I'll Never Fall in Love Again. The latter was added at the last minute at a time when Bert had the flu, having just spent five days in hospital and was the fastest he'd ever composed a piece. It won the 1970 Grammy for Best Contemporary Vocal Performance. Back to Pipes for this track by Jonas Nordwall on the 420 Wurlitzer in the Paramount Theatre, Portland, Oregon. This guy is in love with you. John Sang and the St Mary of the Lake Seminary 419 Howell Wurlitzer, taped in an informal session in 1970. While Dean Warwick did have chart success with the song in 1969, that was preceded by Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brasses single in 1968, which hit number one in the USA. 1969 also saw the release of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, with the standout song being Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. 
In the movie, it was sung by B.J. Thomas, who was recovering from laryngitis during the recording, but his raspy voice appealed to the producers. Eight weeks later, he re-recorded the version which became the single, hitting number one in the U.S. in the first week of 1970. As far as I can tell, Raindrops is the only backrack song taped by Reginald Dixon, and it features the 313 Wurlitzer in the BBC Playhouse Manchester. Bacharach composed the vast majority of his songs with Hal David, whom he met at Famous Music in the Brill Building in New York in 1957. But in 1982, he wrote That's What Friends Are For with Carol Bayer Sager, and they were married the same year. It was featured in the Michael Keaton and Henry Winkler film Night Shift, where it was sung by Rod Stewart. The song was also used to raise over a half a million dollars for the American Foundation for AIDS Research and to raise awareness of the dreadful disease.
Chris McPhee with a track from his debut album on a Lowry Heritage and his only electronic release, recorded in 1992, direct from the Lowry output. This brings me to a song that Bacharach composed purely as an instrumental for Butch Cassidy, although it was featured with a scat vocal in the movie. Dennis James taped the only pipe version I have of South American Getaway on the 434 Robert Morton in the Ohio Theatre Columbus. That wraps up this tribute to Burt Bacharach, born in May 1928 in Kansas City, Missouri, and died February 8, 2023 in Los Angeles. I am amazed that so few of his songs have been recorded on organs of any description, considering just how popular they were and that they have such strong melodies, unlike most of today's popular fare. But perhaps I'd better not get onto the subject of organist repertoire. <laughs> Until next time, this is goodbye from Steve Ashley and hot pipes. <laughs>